We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alexander. McCollum staying with him. Spins, gets inside. Left-handed off the glass. Oh, what a sweet move. Giddy, tough spot. Back door. What a pass. What a play. And J-Dub picks the bucket of Trey Young. He'll take it himself. This is Ethan. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast coming to you Monday, October 2nd, aka NBA Media Day. Gentlemen, we have arrived. It is basketball month and the OKC Thunder held their media availability today. All players and coach talked to the media. Before we dive into all of that, welcome to the show. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got J.D. Silva with me. Fellow. You got Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. We have Taylor Peterson. That's credentialed uh, Thunder Media member Taylor Peterson to you. Jeez, uh, <laughs> going straight oh, to his head. Kidding, kidding, Already. kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> Taylor I and Nick were at, at Media Day today, so we will dive into everything they saw heard witnessed before we do that though we are brought to you by the blue wire podcast network you can find us on twitter facebook instagram youtube and tiktok make sure to sub to the youtube channel that's all of our podcasts are live streamed you can join us get in on the chat it's always a great time over there in the chat uh, the degenerates already out in full force tonight we appreciate them i think at some point we need a degenerates t-shirt Indeed. Love it. It would be appropriate for sure. Also, before we talk media day, we have to talk another event that is on the horizon, boys. So exciting. Six days from now, the Oklahoma City Thunder are hosting FanFest. It's an annual event they host leading up to the preseason just to get the Oklahoma City Thunder community hyped about the upcoming season. Justin, even though you are way down in Dallas, <sighs> you know some of the stuff going down at FanFest. Will I you do. tell the people what they can expect if they come hang out Sunday night from 6.30 to 8.30? So much stuff. There's a streetball skills challenge. 
one that I would personally love to see Jacob channel his inner professor. Uh, the Thunder Entertainers. Video of that. <laughs> the Thunder Entertainers are going to be there. The first 1,000 fans get a limited edition Thunder Shop Good hat. There's also going to be a taste of OKC Food Truck Row. An awesome court design by local artists, which I'm personally really stoked to see. And lots of fun stuff for little kids. It's going to be a, wrong. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. food trucks. A food truck, like street. I said food trucks, Taylor. Yeah, but you didn't see the street, Justin. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a lot of food trucks. It is a lot of food trucks. <laughs> I'm excited to see what food trucks are out there. Might have to sample a little bit of everything. Jacob and I will just start our way down. <laughs> what all did you and Jacob do? Well, we just uh, hit up all the food trucks. I'll do, at that I'll, point, I'll it was over. all the food trucks. Then I will do uh, the street ball skills challenge. Recipe hey, for that success. sounds like a bet that... Uh, that Nick and Kamiar had preseason <laughs> last year. We'll get to bets in a minute because we need to we need to catch up on some of these. If you want to register, you have to have a ticket to go, but tickets are completely free. Just go to okcthunder.com slash fanfest. Real quick sign up. You'll get the tickets on your phone. You can use them to get into FanFest, enjoy all the festivities. It is, I think I said 6:30 to 8:30 earlier. It's 5:30 to 8:30. You got three full hours to go hang out get in on all the excitement and you're going to want to get fired up because 24 hours after FanFest, preseason game number one, Thunder versus Spurs, yes. Chet versus Wemby, SGA versus the world. It's <laughs> going to be a blast. So make sure to get out to FanFest. If you if you are going to go, tweet at, at the uncontested or hit us up on any other social media platform of your choice. Let us know uh, so you can come by and say what's up to Taylor and I as we will be out there hanging out for a few hours before the podcast Sunday night. Love it. It's going to be a great time. So again, okcthunder.com slash fanfest. Get signed up. Bring the whole family out. And let's get pumped up for season 16 of Wild. the Oklahoma City Nuts. Nuts. It's old enough to drive, boys. Wow. It, it hit <laughs> two more today. In two more years, the franchise can vote. Huh. I bet they it, wish yeah. that was happening now for December 12th. <laughs> it's a good point. It hit home today when I saw Russ's media avail- availability with the Clippers, and they said year 16. Crazy. Just like oh. kind of, yeah, reemphasize the, this is the Thunder 16th season as well. All right, before we get into media day, uh, Taylor mentioned bets. Oh, boy. JD, we're, we're keeping you honest here. Yes. We're holding you accountable. Yes. <laughs> When's the Poku photo coming? <laughs> Well, don't give us the same excuse. Poor I'm Silva has a couple of these. I'm with my friends. I'm afraid it's gonna be. I, I'm afraid it's gonna be subpar. So I'm trying to like plan it ahead of time with a large group of friends, and get like costumes involved. It's just a yes. lot. It's a lot. So I'm trying to make that happen. I hope. I don't know if time keeps passing. I might just have to. You know, what you shave should shave my own head and set it at yes. kitchen table. And <laughs> you should play every role in the photo and then composite it together. So that the whole table is just a oh, bunch of Silvas. Please do it. That could be a great time. That's what I, I would do. Justin I am probably speaking, help you with that. That's what I, I would do. I am speaking yeah. for the people here, Silva. I think you got like two weeks. Oh, that's Dang. fine. We're giving you a two-week window. I'm hanging out with some jabronis for the OU Texas, so I can... There you go. A little halftime oh, entertainment. It happen. Yeah. Half, halftime OU oh, Texas. Yeah. Beautiful. Just, Justin, when are you running your 1K? Buddy... The highs are dropping to the 80s <laughs> next week, and I think that feels like a much better time to run a 1K. I agree. Um, 
my only challenge is acquiring said outfit pieces. There's a Goodwill somewhere in Texas. <laughs> There's that's what you told me last time. <laughs> I have jorts. That's all I have from the list. I'm so proud. Boom. Of See, that's the most important part. Admit. Just getting old. My wife has a jean jacket. The I'm I'm not sure she would want me to run in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not sure anyway. it'll fit you. That, I like that. That is also a barrier. I like so. that where every time we talk about Justin's bet, we're kind of getting like a weekly weather report at the same time. <laughs> yes. Uh, and next Good point. Week, the weather the is finally cooling down. We are lows, the lows in the part. high 50s. That feels like a nice crisp <laughs> run. Not there wait. you go. I love it. Uh, well, if you JP is also... Anything, we can uh, J- plan something out for uh, Oklahoma City weekend. Uh, there you go. One day. <laughs> JD, are, are you taking charges at a preseason game or a regular season game? <sighs> Whatever, whatever fate dictates. A deep sigh. Uh, we we got to get that one taken care of. Who ha- uh, who has the J Will jersey? Nick. We gave it back to you, I think it, Jacob. I think it's Nick. I think he lets you keep it so that Silva could wear it. Correct. I may have it. So Silva, we have the okay. J Will yeah, jersey and everything ready to go. It's Nick, perfect. give it back to you we, uh, we, after summer league. God bless my soul. We better get a J Will retweet on that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. I actually yeah, had a so couple opportunities. Good. I could have mentioned it to him today. I should have. Um, okay, yeah, I definitely should have. That's a weird flex. Okay, I did. <laughs> so should we talk about like, media day? Yeah, about. my my homeboy yeah. Jay Will over here. I you know we yeah. were talking about best places to eat. And what we're going to do on the weekend? And all right, <laughs> transition time. Taylor, you were out at media day today with Nick. You guys got a lot of great content, uh, tons of stuff up on the social media channel. So if you guys haven't seen that yet, go do that. Uh, Justin threw together an awesome little mashup video of just the day of covering the Thunder, which was also really, really cool. So go watch that. Shout out to Justin for his editing skills on uh, just on the iPhone, I think. I don't know. Don't give away my secrets. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Taylor. We love you. We know you love to talk. So the floor is yours. <laughs> I Go ahead my time to shine. It. Should we give him a time limit? Or we probably should. <laughs> Taylor, I'll just tell at, us. Just like today with my questions, I will be more precise and to the point. Tell us what what kind of goes into media day. Um, I mean, all we see is what you post on social media, which is like a couple of videos and pictures of each guy as they're up at the the podium, but walking into the arena, the other people that are there, other stations and things that are going on, just set the stage for people who don't know what the behind the scenes of media day looks like. Yep. So I woke up uh, around six 45 this morning. Oh my gosh. Just kidding. What'd you have <laughs> so uh, it was kind of fun. Like, you know, Nick and I were coordinating about meeting up and stuff, walking in together and the thunder kind of gave a parking, uh, parking lots to park in. Uh, and we were kind of confused like that kind of seems a weird place to park to go to media day for the paycom center uh, because it was close to the convention that the brand new convention center in OKC, which obviously is just basically right across the street from paycom a little further South. And so Nick calls me after he gets there and I'm like, you know, 10 minutes away or whatever. And about 10 minutes later, he calls, me. he's like, well, so the parking lot still stands, but it's not at paycom. Uh, it's at the convention center. So I have no idea where I'm going. I was like, well, perfect. <laughs> so uh, sure enough, it's really easy. You basically could walk into any door. It kind of led you to uh, kind of the front area of the convention center on the the entry level floor where you basically went in and checked in. And then right behind that is where you actually go onto the convention center floor. And that's where all of the 
videos, sights and sounds, things you kind of see, like the videos that we posted, as well as like uh, all the stuff that, that the Thunder uses, uh, not just for today at Media Day, like behind the scenes stuff, but also for the season. So, uh, for example, it was really cool kind of after the media availability part, we went back down there and kind of toured the floor. And I go down to, uh, you know, the kind of the hype video, the introduction, you know, when they do the starting five intro um for on the broadcast for valley and you see like the big screen in the background and lou dorse or whoever the player is sitting there and they like introduce him and stuff and there's like smoke coming out from the back like so there's these giant like smoke cannons and uh, i'm filming lou as he's about to do this and i didn't really realize what was about to happen i just walked up on it after media availability and all of a sudden these super loud like smoke cannons come out from the background Lou and I both like jump Lou sitting there like doing his best, like not to react to it. And then like, they stop it because they can tell he's reacted and he's like, yeah. and I, I posted that video on our account, but he just like puts his head down, like starts walking. And then he was like, shit, like, <laughs> like plugging his ears. Like it was loud. It, it made both of us jump. So that was kind of a, a funny moment. You had a there. moment. You shared but, a moment. You know, you kind of start there and then there's a bunch of different stations. So you'll go to the next station for the thunder for some more video content another one uh, there was like a really cool like 360 view camera uh, that's kind of the the camera that you guys saw that nick and i posted about for when chet and lou and giddy that thing all was were, awesome yeah really cool just yeah. kind of different angles and stuff um it'll be kind of fun heading into the upcoming season and see like being able to point that out like oh that's what that camera was you know being utilized for Taylor's the Leonardo DiCaprio gif sitting on his chair with his beard just pointing at the TV. (laughs) I was there. I remember that. And it was kind of fun too. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Chet who was up and Lou's back there like giving commentary, like kind of giving him a hard time. And then Jay Will walks by and, you know, yells at him too. He's giving him a hard time. Just a lot of camaraderie there and a a lot of fun, like hardness. And then again, like uh, there was just like you kept going down different news stations, um, had different. Uh, station set up and basically the thunder players will start uh, kind of where i originally mentioned down on that convention center floor and just work their way around through all the stations all the different interviews um, but it was really cool kind of after the media av- availability because like shay saw shay jay will giddy dort j dub were all kind of finishing up their their last couple of stations and just very again very open um you know we we're just kind of chatting it up and um you know, talking to different people and very relaxed and just kind of in their own element. And it was kind of cool to see them in that environment compared to what we've seen them to in the past. So maybe that kind of gives a good overview just of the the general like media day element. Uh, we didn't get to experience a ton of it just because we were up in the the availability room. That was kind of a, a fun, something fun that I don't think I really realized heading into media day. That's very cool. I have to ask Taylor, did you also get photographed in front of the video wall like nick did <laughs> i i kind of thought about it okay but a fun kind of a fun aside from this again i asked nick like what do i wear he goes oh you know just wear whatever you you would wear to work i was like okay well like it kind of depends on the day but like tuesdays <laughs> wednesdays i dress up a little more and like thursdays i'll wear like jeans and either cowboy boots or like sneakers uh so i was like i'll probably lean towards what i would wear on a tuesday wednesday so I show up and like button down and like not really slacks. They're kind of like more of like, uh, I don't know, a little more casual kind of Taylor slacks, shows but regardless, up in regardless, side piece and suit. dress shoes. 
<laughs> and Nick shows up in like jeans and like a short sleeve button down and like sneakers like everybody else does. He was like, this is what I wear to work. Uh, so anyways, I felt kind of weird getting in front of that and, and taking a picture of me in like dress shoes and a button down. Uh, so I did not participate, but I did get a good video of Nick doing so because he was like, you did. I did this two years ago and uh, I haven't gotten an updated profile picture yet because apparently uh, the Blue Wire ones we got in the Blue Wire studio in Vegas weren't cool enough for Nick. So Classic. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I, I i think other than that um you know after that we went up and to the media room that was actually upstairs on the second floor of the convention center it was kind of a away from everything else uh, and just kind of got situated and stuff i not going to lie it, it kind of took me a little bit to warm up i was a little nervous to ask my first question and then we got to josh giddy who was fourth after Coach Dignall, you've already Shea, met Josh, so it was Lou. just normal for you. Yeah, that, that's right. You guys I didn't even ask him. Go way uh, back, Josh. Yeah. So the question I obviously asked is, Josh, how has your life changed for the better since that that faithful encounter <laughs> at Summer League? Uh, but I didn't. However, I I like I was like, okay, this is a really good opportunity. I like the question I have. Nobody's asked it, and it builds off some of the questions that others have asked as well. And so I call for the mic and like they, they bring the mic over and stuff. And I'm waiting on. I think it was Barry Trammell or somebody like that who asked the question before. My heart was pounding a little bit. I can't lie. Uh, I kind of got a little nervous. But after that, it was pretty um, – it felt pretty natural. I think something Jacob and Nick and I talked about yesterday was like, you know, we, we kind of had some notes and general ideas of what we wanted to ask for each player uh, so long as we want to be redundant to what others were asking. And it kind of is like podcasting. You see a bullet point on our, on our, our podcast outline. And you kind of, you know, put that in your own terms. Um, you use it as a, a bullet point and reminder, but you're not reading word for word, right? And you hope to get good content and engagement out of that. And I think Nick and I did a really good job of kind of tag teaming that, uh, going back and forth with some of our questions with some of these players. Um, and it was really kind of proud of, of some of the stuff we got. And I was really happy with the amount, the balance of questions I was able to ask. I think I asked uh, five different questions to five different players, which didn't feel like too much. Um, but at the same time, you know, felt like just enough in comparison to some of the others. So all that being said, just a really cool experience. Uh, it also was cool to kind of interact with some of the other media members, some guys that I hadn't really gotten to meet in person. Uh, so that was, that was kind of fun as well. And just kind of doing a little networking. Um, so all in all, it's a really cool experience. And like I said, like, as we'll kind of dive into, I think we got some really good content. We're talking about asking Josh a question, JD. I think we have that video queued up. We do. Let me make sure the volume is good once we start it. We're here. And let's see. Yeah, we can't hear that. Uh -oh. I can't hear anything. <laughs> it's a good try, though. It was Darn a great it. try, I thought. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to get back to the, the Josh video after we get some of the audio taken care of. But, um, yeah, just a lot of great content coming out of, of Media Day from our guys with the uncontested, which really, really cool. Um, we really appreciated the opportunity, the, the invitation to get out there and, and get some content. We're going to have more stuff up on YouTube. So be on the lookout for that. And if we can get the audio thing care of, we'll have a lot more quotes <laughs> on this show tonight. Um, I want to dive into some of the stuff that the players and, and coach Dagnall had to say today. Uh, before we do that though, let's take our quick break of the night. And then on the other side, uh, we'll dive into some of the big takeaways from Media Day. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we are back. Uh, so let's dive into some of the big themes, talking points, uh, maybe some specific players. A lot of different directions we can go. Uh, Taylor, since you were there, kind of had all of it. Like you choose which topic or person or theme do you want to start with? I just kind of think maybe the the biggest overall theme when it, just listening to some of the questions that were being asked by different uh, media uh, who who were there, like it, it just seemed like they really wanted to try and get some. It, 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 there's some external expectations, not necessarily being set, but like again, the play in last year, the Thunder make the play in, they win their first game. Uh, we know, you know, Chet's coming back again. That was a huge thing, which we'll get into. The team seems to just uh, obviously have improved internally as well much less some of the additional uh, players that they brought in and so there was a lot of questions about like you know setting tangible goals for this season and expectations for this season and i think dagnall really did a good job to kind of set the tone there when he came out and really kind of mirrored a lot of the things that sam Presti talked about uh last week and his availability just talking about not you know still not rushing the process and you know, one thing that Dignall really mentioned, and I'm curious your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, I can pull up the exact quote while we talk about it, but setting standards rather than like tangible goals. He was asked about that specifically. Uh, and that kind of set the tone for the rest of the day. Like the players were obviously very excited, but at the same time, they weren't out here saying, yeah, we're going to make the playoffs. It's going to be awesome. Like we feel great about where we're at um, or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, they, they're just confident in who they are. And most importantly, they're confident in the process. If they put the work in day by day, 
they know ultimately that's going to get them to where they want to be. And that was reiterated by a bunch of different players uh, throughout media media availability today. I think that you, you nailed it. There's it's obvious expectations are there both within the people asking the questions, like people like you and Nick and the rest of the media, like the expectations have changed for this team and what is expected of them. But that goes internal too. Like, I think you heard a shift in terms of what the objectives were compared to, it'd be really interesting to go back and look at like last year or two years ago, media day and listen to some of the answers and compare it. Cause there's a definite tonal shift, but I think what you said is the most important thing. This team is not measuring its success by the outcome. And I think for a young team that's still on the rise, like that's such a healthy place to be. And to me demonstrates such a high level of buy-in from this group. They're buying into the principles. They're buying into the culture. They're buying into the process. They're buying into the day-to-day. And if you do that, the results are going to come, but the results are not the goal. The goal is to get better as a group. And you heard Presti talk about that. You heard Dagnall talk about that. You heard a lot of the players talk about that. The goal is to get better. And if this team gets better, the results are going to come. But the results are not the goal. And it was interesting, too. Like, it wasn't just the guys who have been there. Like, obviously, Kendrick Williams echoed a lot of that. And that's expected. Um, Shea, Lou, et cetera. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Shea, Lou, et cetera, guys who have been there. But it was Vasily Micic, uh, or Misic. <laughs> trying to pronounce that correctly now that we have that yeah um it was a davis bertons you know echoed a lot of these things like players who have just come into the organization this summer case and wallace i just found that like extremely interesting and also powerful that these guys have been here you know maybe off and on throughout the off season all summer but for the most part just over the last couple weeks and not only are they echoing these sentiments they're completely bought in to your point justin yep i think it's fascinating how I mean, we, we've always known the Thunder has put an emphasis on culture building. And it's fascinating, like you just said with those young guys, how quickly it's already set in. If they can sustain that, like I think it's easy. Think about, think about yourself. You start a new job, you go to a new school, whatever it is. It's easy to fall in love at the beginning. Being able to do that months down the road, years down the road, after you face disappointments or hardships, like that, that's where the rubber meets the road of that culture. And that's that's the groundwork they're laying. And I think you're going to see that come out. We've already seen a lot of that come out with this team through last year, through the play-in, through things like that. You're going you're gonna to continue to see more and more of it. I swore I had this quote saved, but apparently I don't. But I can kind of paraphrase. Uh, essentially, somebody asked Dignall. This is kind of what kicked it all off. And I mentioned this, Justin, just because <laughs> I feel bad. I know Jacob and, and Silva each are, are trying to get the, the audio to work uh, from some of the clips today. But... Dignot was asked specifically about, you know, their success last season. And well, I, there was actually two questions. One was really funny and it was none other, other than Dean Blevins who asked it. Uh, the other one though, and I, I apologize for not giving this uh, reporter credit, but he asked about like setting those tangible goals this upcoming season after the great success uh, of this last year. And that's when Dignot said, you know, I, I don't really like to, th- again, I'm paraphrasing. He said, I don't really like to think of them as like, tangible goals as much as standards and that's kind of when he got into you know the small things that you do each and every day and if you do them the right way i think he said we can put our head on the pillow at night and feel good about it regardless of where we end up but also you can like hope that you know doing the same thing you did last year you know you staying true to those standards um is going to get you further along in terms of development just 
progressional development, like in comparison to last year. So maybe that is making the playoffs this year, but it's yeah. going, going to be because we do the same things that we've done. We continue to be patient. And uh, that, that, again, that was just echoed, uh, echoed throughout the entire day, really. Were there any any players in particular? We've talked a little bit about Dagnall's comments, but any players that that stood out? You mentioned Josh earlier. Was there anything else specific that that comes to mind for him? So just in general, um, like there were definitely some themes. We'll get into some of the themes I think that all players talked about. Yeah, Josh certainly had a great availability. I think Nick asked him about the NBL, uh, Rising Stars. I believe that's what they're calling it. I might be getting that mixed up with the NBA Rising Stars. Uh, but the NBL uh, upcoming player program that they have going on, and he talked about, A, how cool it is. Like it used to just kind of be like American players coming over, using that as like a college year, skip or whatever you want to call it. A, um, uh, right, you know, using that for one year and then yeah. going over to the NBA. Now it's like it's a real program, and uh, the league as a whole is really developed. And he talked about kind of reaching out to some of those guys like Alex Saar, uh, I forget, I think Flowers, who plays for, I forget his first name, but he plays for the Adelaide uh, Sixers, who is Josh's old team. And he talked about, you know, being in contact with him because of that and just kind of being able to be a role model in a, in a sense for some of those guys. I thought that was a really interesting question. Um, trying to think what all Josh really talked about because he had a, a lot of really good Conto. I mean, again, he was really excited about Chet. I was kind of wanting to hold off once uh, Jacob and Silver back in because there was a lot of talk about Chet and about Case and Wallace. Um, trying to, oh, one thing that Josh really mentioned that stood out to us and he almost brought it up. I think he was asked about directly, but he really elaborated on it. And again, Josh was one of the, like, the more insightful media availability. I mean, everyone was extremely well-spoken and provided great answers but Josh really uh, provided some like great context. Uh, just that's his personality, right? And one of the things that he mentioned was getting to the free throw line more. Uh, I think somebody asked him about getting to the free throw line more, a little more, a little bit more in FIBA. Um, and he said that that's a, like a massive point of emphasis for him in the World Cup because it's a massive uh, point of emphasis for him heading into the season. And he talked about uh, you know getting all the way to the rim, putting pressure on the ring, as he likes to call it, <laughs> uh, and forcing the refs essentially to make the, the foul call. And he mentioned, you know, utilizing his size and how in the past he's almost um, bailed out offenses by yeah. just going with a floater or yeah, a pull up. Right. And that's something we really wanted, right. Justin from, from Giddy. I wanted yep. him to see him pr progress with. And I remember talking on this very podcast here a couple of years ago about this time, like the next step for Shay in uh, his development is getting to the free throw line more. So it was really cool to not only see Josh do that in FIBA, but to hear him really reemphasize that here. What were your thoughts there, Justin, so, on his talks about that? Sorry, before ahead, we Jake. get back to free throw stuff, um, we were talking about the the Josh Giddy video earlier uh, with Taylor's question about leadership. Uh, I think we have that queued up now. You guys want to go to that real quick? Yes. Cross your fingers. Your increased role, or maybe not increased role, but your, your prominent role for Team Australia and FIBA. Uh, leading those guys uh, on and off the court. But one thing your coach has really mentioned uh, for Team Australia is your leadership role that you took on. What's it like being a, a younger player on that team and taking on such a leadership role? And how do you think you can implement that moving forward in your NBA career? Yeah, it's, um, it's different because you come to Australia and those guys, Patty, Joe, they've been the leaders for you know last 15 years and they've been running the system that um, I haven't been a part of because you know I've never played on that team. And um, I think, you know, it, it's it's not easy to come in and, and try and be a, a bigger voice than those two. Um, as I said, they've been doing it for so long, and they're the leaders of the team. And 
Um, they set the bar and everyone meets that. But um, as a point guard, you have to have a voice and it's your responsibility to make sure everybody you know, out on the floor is on the same page. And, um, and as I said, you know, I think um, I, I, I tried to do the best that I could, but it was just, you know, I think I fell short in that aspect of, of trying to get everybody to come together, get on the same page. And um, a lot of that's on me, you know, as the point guard, you've got to take responsibility for that and, um, and ownership on that. And I do. And I think, as I said, Paris is so close and, you know, I'm chomping to get back out there and represent my country again and, um, and do it right this time. I think, um, you know, we played hard, we did everything, you know, coaches asked and we asked of each other, but um, just small details in a World Cup can really mess up the tournament. And uh, we found that out the hard way, unfortunately. And, um, I'm very excited to, to get back out there and um, take on a, um, a role in that team that could hopefully you know, get us uh, back up onto the podium. So I just, I don't know how, your thoughts on that answer, Taylor, um, but just hearing it like, it almost sounds to me like Josh wasn't pleased with his leadership and, and his, how he went about FIBA and I don't know, not to get like deep and philosophical and stuff like, but I, I, I think the, the team would reiterate this as well. Like you learn so much more about yourself when you feel like you've gone through struggle and failure than if they went out and just won a gold, like them not meddling and Josh feeling like I had to take on a leadership role and I didn't do it right. And I didn't get our team where we needed to go. Like that's where you learn lessons. And I don't know, just the, the style of answer and, and the tone that he had in that answer really makes me feel like he's very introspective about that FIBA experience. And that's really going to pay dividends for him moving forward. I think you know that. And that was actually my impression as well, because I was surprised the direction he took that question. Uh, like you said, Jacob, I kind of uh, expected part of like maybe the first part of that question. And then kind of, you know, maybe he would talk about implementing that uh, here with this Thunder team and and moving forward in his NBA career. But it was more so like, you know, I, I, I feel like I didn't do a, a good enough job as a leader. Uh, you know, there's a lot. I feel like we left uh, on the table and I take responsibility for that if I'm going to be the leader. And I thought that was really insightful. Again, just shows uh, Josh's extreme character, uh, and obviously, I think that's something he, he he didn't directly answer the part about implementing that with the Thunder and his NBA career. But I think this will that summer that that experience to your point, Jacob, will pay dividends in his leader his increased leadership role with this team this season. I totally agree. I think for better or for worse, he learned a lot, and I I think. You know, you heard some rumblings about his leadership. Like, I, I thought that was a great question to ask Taylor of whether he feels like it was a su success or not. Like, you heard some things about his role on that team. I think, obviously, he doesn't have to be the sole leader on this Thunder team, but I think there's there's definitely value to be gained from that. And I think I think it, it, it you'll see it manifest itself on its court, whether that's, you know, running a second unit or whether that's, you know, if Shea's having an off game and the Thunder needs somebody to like step up and kind of shake people out of it, like those are opportunities. There's going to be plenty of them for Josh to step up. I love it. And you guys are talking about the free throws as well. Like we saw Josh focus on that in FIBA. We heard Sam Presti talk about that last week. Josh kind of mentioning it today. Like that's going to be a real point of contention for them, I think is, um, and, and Taylor, apologies if you already mentioned this line, 
um, as I was trying to get our, our audio fixed there for the videos. But didn't he say something about, I sometimes forget about how big I am. And same. I, and, and I, <laughs> I let guys Fair. off the hook and at six foot nine, I need to not go to the mid range as much and, and, and punish guys at the rim. Yep. Is that roughly like the quote? I, I, yeah, no, you're right. I, I mentioned like, you know, he, he mentioned, uh, bailing out the offenses at times, uh, with floaters and, and pull-ups, not getting to the rim in the past, but you're right. He did actually directly allude to his size, uh, and how important that is. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Jacob. Dude, look at the video that the Thunder posted of the presumed starting five. I also, that we was were the talking first there. thing that stood out. Like Josh is so big. He's so yeah. big. He's not that much and smaller. Not than just Jack. tall. He's not tall and skinny. Like he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's got size. It's exciting. Um, and, and we did we we did the quick aside. And we were all sitting there and we saw the Thunder tweet that out. Like the Thunder are very careful with those kind of things. And I don't think it's coincidence that those five specifically were photographed together. Um, again, I wasn't down there like during the actual media availability part. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. I didn't see all the different combinations of players photographed together. I think that was one of the only ones. So, uh, also kind of exciting in my opinion. I think that's, that's pretty cool to see. I'm trying Sorry, to get that, that picture, was a, aside. that picture <laughs> of them, uh, pulled oh, up five. real quick. Yeah. Let me see. Cr- let me see if I can get there. Oh, there you go. It's crazy. Like. Chet's enormous when you see him in a silo, but when you see him in that lineup of those five, I was like, yeah. good Lord, they're all gigantic. Yeah. I was, I was like, Shay looks short and, and Shay is not short. And Shay's not short. <laughs> yeah. That video is absolutely not working. Lou Sorry. looks big, but he looks really short and he's not short. Like yeah. it is a, it was pretty crazy. Well, I don't think I can get the, the that picture up, but it, it looks uh, I think it was Jason Concepcion retweeted. Uh, they're all like holding their hands in front of them. It looks like they're lining up to block a free kick, which is just yes. really funny content. Um, before we go to our next break, I think one of the biggest topics and talking points today, not just talking to this guy, but talking to other guys about this guy, was Chet Holmgren. Guys, 365 days ago, the expectation was we were going to be seeing Chet at Media Day ahead of his rookie year. And that got robbed from him. He grinded out the rehab. And we've made it to the other side. And Taylor, from talking to Chet, and like it seems like every other person that came to that podium got asked about Chet. Um, we've got some video of a Chet interview, but before we get there, Taylor, will you just kind of tell us what all was said about Chet? What's the overall vibe from his teammates, his coach, uh, and from Chet himself just about going into this season? I mean, talking to Chet, uh, or listening to Chet, like, I think it's very obvious. He's uh, again, another, I mean, just fits the thunder culture to a T extremely well thought out and, and articulate in his answers, uh, provided great context. Like, again, that's, that's a common theme among, amongst many of these guys. But one thing that I really loved that he said that kind of stood out to me, like in relation to the question you asked uh, Jacob about his injury, like he, he talked about last season using that, that season to be around the team and, uh, you know, having to quote unquote miss out on his actual rookie season uh, this 
you know, I, I, obviously he's still considered a rookie, but not getting to play last year, he, he talked about like turning that, uh, that curse into a blessing and how he was really proud of himself on, on how he did that. Just being around the team, uh, being able to encourage guys on the sideline and then put the work in when he was able to off the court as well. Uh, and in terms of the weight room, things of that nature, I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, he talked about being able to perform with uh, or be able to participate in the Team USA Select uh, training camp and how that was really important for him after not getting to play last year and missing out on last summer, just trying to gear up for the season. Also talked about where uh, I think Ryland Styles asked him about training with KD, which was kind of cool. And he said, you know, like a lot of our conversations are, are about basketball and me just picking his brain. You know, he said, it's all love from KD. He's he's so open to sharing those things with me, which I appreciate. And he said, but, you know, he, he'll tell me to like, hey, say hi to some some of the old staffers for me. And Chet, I thought this was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, poor Silva. Uh, I, you know, duty calls. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We put him on the Producer spot. Duty he, is he is doing some last minute tonight. audio adjustments. Yeah. Uh, fix, one thing was kind of cool. Fix the audio. <laughs> <laughs> Got our best guy on it. Uh, Chet that's mentioned. why we pay like, Silva the big bucks. <laughs> I'm going to take another sip now. <laughs> As you should. Chet mentioned having some Thunder Staffers out with them, which is kind of cool. Thunder Staffers do that. Uh, he didn't allude to who that was, obviously, but just said Thunder Staffers and, and how they met up with KD. Kind of, that was kind of cool. Uh, they got to catch up with KD. Um, but that was kind of all the stuff that came from Chet that stood out for me from Chet specifically. But almost every single player was asked about Chet. And some of those quotes like, Shay, we're excited to have Chet back. He's a big competitor. At the end of the day, I think he just wants to win. Chet brings so many unique things to the game. Like that was kind of echoed by so many different players. Uh, Kenrich Williams, uh, Kaysen Wallace, like had a really good quote about like, well, I hope my defender never gets there because that means I'm doing my job. But if he does, it's great to have Chet back there protecting the rim. Uh, one that stood out to me was Kenrich Williams. He said, uh, if I can find it, maybe I can't. But essentially he said, like in my four years with the Thunder, I'm not sure we've ever had such a great shot blocker, rim protector as Chet Holmgren. And to have a player like That's that back there playing the rim. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, fair. And to have a player like that, you know, it just brings so much confidence for us. You know, and Kenrich is a great perimeter defender. Um, you know, it, it, to, to know that somebody's back there covering us. So a lot of that, uh, a lot about the defense, a lot about the offense. Uh, that was echoed by almost every single player today. That's awesome. Um, JD, I think we have a question from Nick talking to Chet about defending, not at the rim. Uh, but smaller guys in space gave a, a pretty good answer. Can we cue that one up real quick? What are you thinking about? How are you approaching it? What are your tactics to make sure you can defend a, a smaller, quicker player? Yeah, that's uh, there's a lot in that. Um, it, it depends on on who you're playing, uh, what other players are on the court uh, on our team as well as the other team. Um, you know, really having an understanding of what that player wants to do and and trying to take that away. Uh, you know, we play in the NBA and, uh, you know, every night it's more great players that you're playing against. And, um, you know, great players make plays. Uh, you know, if there was somebody who could get a stop on every single possession, you know, they'd be worth more than the max, but that's not possible. So it's really um, not letting dudes get to their bread and butter, what they want to do. and. Um, kind of steering them towards what you want them to take uh, and, you know, try and take away everything. But at the end of the day, uh, it's about stacking up plays throughout the course of a game to help your team win. And 
um, you know, the tougher you make it on the opponent, the more chance you have to win. So it's Guys, I don't know your thoughts on that quote. For me, that's just straight up like watching a ton of film, totally. living in the film room. And when he said, quote, stacking up plays over the course of a game in order to give your team a better chance to win, all I heard in my head uh, was Mark Dagnall yep. and Sam Presti. That's exactly what I was going to say. That buy-in that we were talking about earlier, that was it on full display. Jet doesn't have to be the hero. Jet doesn't have to stop every single play because when you start adopting that mindset, then you're pressing. Then you're trying too hard. Then you're trying to be, I forget the the analogy that Presti used in his press conference, but like you're trying to turn it up to 11, I think mm-hmm. it was, right? Like you're you're trying to do too much. And what Chet's talking about is you don't have to do that. If anyone could do that, they'd be worth more than the max. That's not realistic. It's about the little things coming together, the collection of everybody making smart plays. Yeah, it's a guy who's had a hell of a lot of time, hell of a long time just to think about how exactly he can fit into this team with the least amount of resistance and a way that That's benefits the team the most. He's he's had so much time to think about that. And it sounds like he's had a ton of good people in his ear describing how to do that in a way that's not going to be totally disruptive uh, or like too forceful. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I wonder if, I wonder if we will have discussions about why well, I, I wish Chet would do more outside of, outside of his role, because it seems like he's thought so long about this and how to, how to fit this, this role. That's interesting. He's definitely a guy that wants to fit in and wants to be uh a cog in the machine and not dominate the machine. Uh, Two things from that, that just kind of jump out to me first, just the recognition that there's really good players in this league and you're not going to take away everything, but you try to make them go to their second move or their third move. Or, you know, if they love shooting corner threes, you try to get them out of the corner and make them shoot above the break threes or mid range. If they love getting downhill to the rim, you stay in front of them, try to make them jump shoot. Right. Just that awareness that I can't take away everything, but we want to try to take away their bread and butter. I love that. And another thing, and I, th- I think it was reiterated, Taylor, today by a handful of guys. And I don't think Mark will ever let this team do this. But sometimes I, I think of um, like teams that Rudy Gobert has been on. There's this idea of, oh, if my guy blows by me, it don't matter. Rudy's back there. Right, I, I have this security blanket. I have this safety net, this insurance policy behind me, so I can play a step at a a, a step out of at a place, or I can overextend here. You can't just rely on that safety net being there all the time. The safety net being there while you're still intentionally trying to stay on the tightrope. Those two things working together make a good defense. Just because the safety net's down there doesn't mean you can try to do cartwheels over the tightrope. You know, you still got to try to walk across the goddamn tightrope. And I just, the mindset, I think other players had quotes along that line. You mentioned Kaysen earlier. That was my favorite. I don't want guys to get behind me and get the chat. I think Lou said something about, you know, now I know if somebody does get past me, it doesn't matter because Chet's back there. You know? That was, 
I mean, the the Kaysen and Lou comparisons are are obvious, right? We we've talked about them, and and again, they're both different players. I don't mean to directly compare them, but in, in terms of their defense and perimeter defense, how they're built, etc. Uh, it was kind of funny hearing both of their answers there. Uh, Kaysen saying that coming in as a rookie, like all gung ho, like ready to go, like nobody's getting by me to Chet anyways. It doesn't matter. And Lou's like. You know, Lou, the established vet who's known for like guarding LeBron James and Kawhi and Dame and shutting them down. It's like, yeah, like it happens. And it, it's good to know that Chet's going to be back there. Like, I thought that was kind of yeah. funny. The experience. Just there. a perspective thing. Yeah. Right. Um, can you imagine being an opposing backcourt player, though? You're just <laughs> oh getting gosh. absolutely clamped by Lou Dort. Finally, and one case possession. And Wallace. Yeah, and Kaysen. You <laughs> finally get too. past him. You're like, oh, I, I, I finally got to move on Lou. I'm to the rim. And the ball's now in the fifth row. <laughs> revolving just door. Just to cover your eyes and watch it go as he just Chet's swats out, it into oblivion. And boy, covering on. the corner. I totally have an open shot here. And then you get two-handed right. stuff. <laughs> Swallowed. Um, Justin, JD, before we go to break, wrapping up on Chet here. Just everything you've heard today, everything that Taylor kind of mentioned on what other people have said. Just how are you feeling about going into this season with Chet? Where's your excitement level at? And just big picture thoughts on adding him to the team. I know that's a massive, massive question. So try to like keep it concise. But but this is our first time we're really getting like right commentary from these guys because he's about to be on the court with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, with Lou Dort. With Isaiah Joe, like it's about to happen. So, just from today, what have you taken away, and what are you what are you looking forward to? Uh, on our on our uh, copium to hopium scale, I'm around level three, cautiously optimistic for Chet, <laughs> only because I don't want to be hurt personally. Like I was, I was at level four max hopium last year, and I was just you know injuries happen, and I was I was hurt on a on a deep level, and now I'm I am extremely excited, and I I, I am, uh, but I'm I'm trying to. Calm down. Just let it happen. Don't don't overthink it. I think what more, you can more tell Dallas Cowboys and Chiefs. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what you can tell from listening to these guys talk, listening to Chet, listening to his teammates, they are as anxious as we are, as the fans are. Like everyone is chomping at the bit to see Chet on the floor in an actual NBA game, suiting up for this Thunder team. You can hear it in the way some of the other the other players are talking. You can hear it in the way Chet's talking. Like, I'm sure this has been a challenging year from a physical standpoint, yes, but from a mental standpoint for Chet. That he's ready to get back out there. I think he's ready to have it over with to an extent. Like, I'm sure the weight of that like first regular season performance is gonna be heavy. And I think getting that out of the way that he can just go hoop again is going to be huge. I think the same for everybody on this team, like just getting him back out there and letting him be one of the guys on this team that they're all ready for it. They've been working with him in practice. They know what it looks like. They're ready to, to put it on tape against some other teams. I like that. I like that a lot, Justin. I know we need to move on, but just quickly, like I, I think about the preseason, uh, somebody mentioned that and actually, you know, something to talk about with Shay. He talked about this with FIBA games, but uh, you know, when he was talking about the FIBA games, he mentioned it being almost like studying before a test. Like he loved being able to play those high caliber games in the off season, going straight into the regular season. Um, to your point, Justin, I think maybe some of that pressure could be relieved with 
some of the preseason games for Chet. Chet versus Wimby is in the preseason. That's awesome. We don't have to worry about that. Or he, you know, the team doesn't have to like, I don't want to say worry, but you get that out of the way and it doesn't have to be the first game of the regular season. Uh, So hopefully preseason can kind of get some of those uh, things out of the way. And and again, like you said, Chet can just go out game one and just kind of play his game. Love it. Let's take a break. On the other side, we will burn through some of the other guys who talked today, hit a few more key points. Go around the association real quick because there's been some interesting stuff at Media Day today. And then we'll wrap this thing up. We'll be right back. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. Uh, let's start this last segment uh, with the video of uh, Kenrich Williams. Taylor, I believe, is this you talking to Kenrich or is this Nick? That was Nick. And Nick got a, a good question response from Kenrich. So I thought that was kind of cool. But this was Nick. All right, let's go to it. Uh, creating as much for yourself when you've got better passers around you or finding your spots. Like, Is there anything specific that sticks out over the last three years that's changed from first season here to now in terms of who's around you and how you get your buckets? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a good question, man. Uh, it, it definitely changes on who you're playing with. So you're playing with a guy like Shea, who's, I mean, all NBA, great talent. You kind of got to uh, figure out a way to play off him. Uh, within my first year, it was, it was kind of like everybody was a new team. Uh, None of the older guys were playing, kind of get freedom to shoot whatever. Uh, but now it's, it's a little different now. Uh, so just kind of try to be efficient with my shots, the shots that I take, and uh, just playing off, playing off these guys. I love that. I think another theme from today, especially from Dagnall, was this idea of efficiency. There's a lot of mouths to feed. There's a lot of guys that are going to get time you can't go out there and, and shoot 15 times in 20 minutes and, and make four of them, right? Like they, 
are looking to play the most efficient basketball possible. I think a lot of times, a lot of basketball social media gets obsessed with like the, oh, this guy's bag is so deep. He can score on anybody. Double crossover behind the back, semi spin back into the off, uh, offhand spin move, step back jumpers. Like those are really, really, really difficult shots that typically don't go in. And this team is just trying to simplify basketball and play efficient and get easy shots. And I, I think that's exactly what Kenrich is alluding to. And uh, like Nick kind of mentioned, with all the playmakers on this team, that is the ultimate goal is to get the easiest shot on the court. And I think whenever you have a team that's bought into that mindset, they hunt for those things. And, and so I'm excited to see how the offense kind of plays out, kind of like Kendrick is talking about here. I think it shows a maturity too in his game, but also this team, right? We've talked about kind of the evolution of where they've been versus where they are. I think some of what he talks about is the evolution of the expectations, right? He can't just go out there and do whatever. The team has changed. They've evolved. They're not who they were. They have Shea, who's an all-NBA caliber talent that they didn't have three, four, five years ago. Things look very different now. And I think that, again, that bleeds all the way through. And I think his answer of, I want to be efficient with my shots for the sake of my teammates, that shows a, a very high level of IQ and, and maturity in how he's approaching this game. Also, his beard looks magnificent. Yes. Yes. Oh, and that was kind of a common theme. Uh, Nick even like elbowed me, like <laughs> J Rob, J R E uh, was up Dude. at the podium. Like, so Nick Silva elbows put, me. He's like, it's a full beard now. Like, Silva put together funny. a like notes of media day document for us. And my <laughs> favorite note literally laughed out loud under J R E. It says, the God smack goatee is gone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're on beard mode. There is, nice too. there is something with beards and headbands with this team. Oh now. my gosh. Yeah. Ryland Styles asked everybody about the headbands, and it is, it's a thing. It's a thing. Team what's, all all team headband. What's funny is I wasn't even I didn't even think about anyone else seeing that when I wrote that down earlier today. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> these are just the thoughts that go through uh, Sola's head. That's even yeah. better. Um let's let's quick run through a few more guys. Um I feel like we have to talk about Vasilye Micic. Uh, is confirmed. Last name is pronounced Mitsich. Um, goes by Vasa, or as Kenrich Williams would tell you, Vava. That uh, might have been the funniest part of the whole entire media day. Where Silva like, and I said we're going to call him the Vava Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So Kenrich uh, um, says quotes, that. Some interesting quotes from Vasa today, though. Vasa is actually like a really dope name. Like I'm it's excited gym, to just gym, be able to call him Vasa. Um, about coming over to the NBA and what made that decision happen this summer. Um, Taylor, we're now we're starting to run out of time, so you got like sixty <laughs> seconds. Give us, give us the Vasa. Uh, I don't know, just the 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 rundown of him coming to play for the Thunder this summer versus last summer, two summers ago, next summer. Um, negotiating with Philly, all that kind of stuff. Just, just overall big picture Vasa stuff. 
So probably should have expected this given he's a two-time EuroLeague MVP and obviously has been in front of the media before, but he was fantastic. Like he shows up, uh, somebody asked him the first question. He goes, well, first of all, good to see you all or like something along those lines. Like just a total seasoned vet. Uh, gave some great insights. Obviously English is his second language. You would never know it. I mean, just again, another extremely articulate guy and really enjoyed listening to him. But you're right. It was fascinating, Jacob. He said last year, last summer, was the year that he really had the first serious conversations with the Thunder. But he felt he still had some things left he wanted to prove in EuroLeague, and that's why he didn't come over. And so this year, he he reiterated what Presti said last week about just kind of um, being the right timing on both sides. I forget exactly the quote he used. But one thing that was really interesting is he said if it were a year later, he doesn't think he would have come over. Um, as he mentioned a couple different times, he's 29 years old, which is older on this. So team. freaking old. I mean, yeah, I, I'll be 29 and gosh, <laughs> go to a couple hell, of months. Taylor. And yeah, uh, I was just laughing the whole time when he said that. But he said, you know, if I had waited another year, I probably wouldn't have come back over. And he just talked about how like working towards the NBA has always been a dream and he accomplished what he wanted to in EuroLeague. And so, you know, it's really cool to be able to come over, over to the NBA. But it was really cool. Like, you know, we, we talked a lot about like yeah, Misich coming over this this offseason. Like, he, was he promised playing time? What was it? Right. He said, no, uh, I'm very happy to accept everything that comes to me. I've already spoken about that with Coach. And he said he told the organization this summer when they were working on uh, bringing him over and, and signing a deal. He said, quote, uh, I don't need any promise and that he's going to earn his role. And imagine a two-time EuroLeague MVP coming over, buying in, and like Dignall said, basically willing to just kind of reset and, and go on this new journey at 29 years old. Uh, just, again, like a Thunder player through and through is kind of what it seemed like. So those were the, the things that really stood out. I also, he, he said that uh, Kenrich's Vava nickname, he laughed really hard when he heard it, and he said, that is literally the first time I've ever heard that nickname. <laughs> so we'll see if it sticks. <laughs> I thought hearing from Michish was some of the most insightful stuff we got all day. I think there's been so much speculation about where his headspace was. What was he expecting? What what type of situation was he coming into that to hear him actually speak on it was was really cool. And I think peeled back the curtain a little bit as far as like why he came over. Like really it's just to to prove something to himself. It's to see what he's got against the best in the world, no matter what Noah Lyle says. And I think that that's like, that's a really compelling storyline. And I think for me, Jacob, you weigh in, like it makes it really easy to root for the guy when you hear him laid on the table like that and kind of what he wants to set out to do. Definitely. And for the record, I'm the one that never thought he would come over. Correct. And it's JD who's the non-believer. So I think this is more a question for JD. Touche. Touche. All aboard the Vava train. Well, okay. I'm here for the Vava Duke. Uh, no, that's actually not. I look, he does seem like a, a really nice guy. I'm just, it's more that I don't understand what his role will be and how he fits among everything else. But that's also partly on me. I haven't watched a ton of Michich and I don't, I don't exactly know. I'm, I'm, we're going to find out very soon. So I mean, I'm 
I'm going into it with an open mind. To your point, Silva, that was exactly the answer. I mean, not exactly, but very similar to the answer that Dignant gave uh, when Mm -hmm. he was asked about, uh, you know, uh, Vasa, (laughs) almost said Vava. (laughs) Shut up, Kenrich. That's going to stick with me. (laughs) When he was asked about Chet, when he was asked about uh, different rotations and all these different players and how do you play him, like he kept going back to like, look, we have a three-week training camp coming up and we're we're going to have a lot more insight uh, after these three weeks. So, I mean... That's kind of the mindset that the Thunder have as well, Silva. I yeah, think uh, Dignot was big on the. We got three weeks of training camp. Don't we know <laughs> that was reiterated now. a lot. <laughs> There's two types of people: those who know nothing and those who know they know nothing. And apparently, yes. Dignot falls in the latter, not the former. <laughs> Part of the reason why busting I, uh, out the Aristotle quote. You gotta love it. So full oh yeah, that was that, that, that was insane. I was gonna say part of the reason why I don't, why I have I haven't been able to get on board the the Michich train and fully understand his role is because of the addition of Casey Wallace, um, who I think we also talked to today. I don't, who asked him the question? Was it you Nick, or Nick? Nick and I both had one. Uh, Nick kind of had a fun one because Casey is from uh, Richardson, Texas, where mm. Nick uh, recently moved. Uh, so he asked him a serious question and then followed up with, uh, where are some fun food spots I should hit up? So that was kind of fun. Between okay. him and, Kaysen. and the one you're about to play is something I asked Kaysen about. Uh, Jacob and I were kind of brainstorming last night, and, and we were just thinking about the more limited game in college. And, you know, there's a lot of players, especially in the Kentucky guard mold, that come out into the NBA and show so much more than what we saw in college. So we didn't want to ask that directly. But essentially what I asked Kaysen was, what were you not able to showcase in college due to the more limited nature of the game that you'll think you'll be able to implement in the NBA? And this is his answer. Isaiah, uh, it's kind of crazy to think about, but a year ago, you weren't even on the team. That's yet. Isaiah oh, Joe. This is Isaiah okay. Joe. They, they look alike in your defense. What the uh, from I, I did the same thing when I was looking at the small man. image. <laughs> they both I have, got braids. I have that one also. One moment. That was also a, good. a lot of braids, a lot of cornrows, and everybody was very excited about Why, like, While we get Wiggins Kaysen queued up, um, I just want to mention that uh, Usman Jang uh, put on a little bit of weight, but mentioned that he's maybe grown another inch. Six foot 11, Usman so that Jang. Was, that was Nick's question. And, yeah, insane. And Nick asked him, like, and he's still know, only 20. Yeah, he could grow some more. Absurd. So Nick was kind of like asking, he's like, look, like obviously you've grown, uh, you've been growing. uh, It looks like you've grown a lot. You know, people are talking about it. Um, How do you feel you've grown to your body? And this is like, eh, I think I've like grown another inch or so maybe. We were like, that's not what we were asking. Yeah, before before we get to um, Kaysen, real quick, I have – Oh, let me get to it. Give me two seconds. I have the uh, training camp roster with heights and weights here. Uh, we've got one Usman Jang technically listed at 6'10", 217. It's a big boy. Not not bad. And hey, Alexei Pokashevsky nursing that ankle. 220. He mentioned he was like, "Yeah, ankles feeling good, uh, coming pull- along quick." But I'm I've been pulling a Taylor and playing um, audio through my phone, uh, just <laughs> because it. this is the most uh, the most applicable time I can ever get this video um, on this podcast. <laughs> oh, hold on. What? Okay, here we go.
It's still not playing. I am definitely pulling a Taylor right now. Never mind. <laughs> Unbelievable. The it's the video where he says, damn, that boy thick. <laughs> He's talking about the dog. <laughs> we didn't even need the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah you right. can just that do was perfect. You had it. That was even better than the video. I'm so upset the audio on this video is not working. Hey, Poku did say like he again. Poku was another really. <laughs> oh, there it is. We there got it, is. ladies and gentlemen. We got him. Uh, damn boy, damn boy, he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alexei Poku, two twenty. Yeah, he came huh? in the league like one ninety five. Yeah. It's amazing. It's and that picture lad. that we tweeted today, I mean, he's put on some mass. He looked like a normally proportionate human being for the first time. Which is wild <laughs> and, to say about 7'2", seven, 7'3". Seven, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Real quick. Presti, last week, not asked about a Poku extension. Poku today, not asked about a Poku extension. Extension window closes at the end of this month. And if he doesn't get extended, he's headed towards restricted free agency. And there is a very strong common theme with the Thunder and guys going to restricted free agency, meaning it doesn't happen. If they don't get extended, they typically get traded. Just real quick, rapid fire. Does Poku get an extension by the end of the month, JD? No. Justin? Yes. Taylor? I say no. I say yes. We're 50 50. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moreover, I think this could be more of a, uh, I don't know, not so much the norm as he doesn't get the extension this month, but he could still end up staying with the team. It's Taylor, kind of my, my as a, a soft media member, would you like to comment on your <laughs> lack of uh, pointed questioning? Yeah. Okay. You know, I was trying not to uh, completely get us kicked out of uh, being able <laughs> uh-huh. to ever show up ever again. I was kind of hoping that, you know, the hard hitters from the Oklahoma would ask that one. But uh, I will say, though, Poku was really impressed. I was really impressed with with some of his answers. And again, we're going down a, a complete new aside here. I know we're getting late in the podcast because there's so much to talk about. But uh, Poku had such, just in a nutshell, basically, he had such a great insight into the injuries he's battled, how that wasn't going to set him back how he viewed it as opportunity to build character. And, and to your point, Jacob, that, sorry, I think I kind of interrupted you there a couple of times only because I wanted to say that uh, Poku mentioned with this ankle injury, he's been in the gym uh, or been, been lifting weights and, and like it, it shows. Love, it off creatine. shows. <laughs> Love to see it. Also Poku, you live in Oklahoma city. You can't have the city catching strays, my guy. Yeah, Someone that said, you're gonna you're gonna show Vasa around. He said, "Not much to show him." <laughs> Come on, my guy. And then, like it, it, the the thing he missed most about home was food, food. And it was kind of funny. Like he was being like kind of funny about it. And, Someone uh, needs to take Poku to kept, Slice. Yes, that's right. He kept saying <laughs> during the uh, uh, you know, like during the question, food. Food, food, food. Poku. It was really funny. And then Would he you said like that to his go to Bobo's mom, with us? His oh, mom dude. is in town. Do you know the YouTube content we could get taking Poku to Bobo's? <laughs> that would be phenomenal. Oh, my God. Poku, I'm gonna have an to open Thunder invite PR from the tomorrow. Uncontested. Thunder PR, you're welcome to tag along. That's right. Um, uh, last thing on Poku. in town cooking, yeah. and he was very excited about it. Yeah, last thing on Poku. He had mentioned before the ankle injury, most of the guys were in town, and they were running five-on-five five with Poku and Chet sharing the, the court together on the same team, which is, hey, Inflatable to arm tube man, the thin towers. Yeah, if buddy. We, if, if we get that lineup, Justin, I swear to God, 
I'm going to be speaking in tongues. <laughs> and we're going to sell a million T-shirts. Uh, let's move on to Kaysen real quick before we get out of here. Um, JD, I think we have that video queued up now. Let's see. You got the right guy with braids. Thanks. What aspects of your game were you not really able to showcase maybe in college that you're looking forward to implementing uh, in your career in the NBA? Um, I would say that I'll be able to show that I can create my own shot better. Not saying that the coaches or anything limits me to what I can do on the court, but like you said, the spacing might be a little off in college, but in the NBA, you have a little more room to work with. So I feel like I'm able to show that I can create my own shot better with, at this level. I'm really excited for Kaysen. I just think the the defensive tenacity. Uh, Taylor Shea said, was it Shea or was it Kenrich or both said like, he's ready to play right away. So Shea, that was kind of a, that was the other theme uh, throughout that I really wanted to mention. Chet was asked about a lot. Kaysen was asked about a lot, but also was brought up a lot by players. I found that really interesting. Like those are probably the two most common names um, from non-Kaysen uh, uh, Chet players, uh, or sorry, non-Kaysen Chet interviews like it, that just were mentioned by other players. And uh, to your point, yes, Shay mentioned that uh, I actually have that quote here it is really good basketball player knows the game on both ends of the floor specializes defense obviously uh, he'll be a guy that's ready to play right away but then the fun one or the really fun one was kenrich williams and again kenrich is great with the media like that was a really fun avail availability as, as well um but kenrich said uh, you know after calling his shot with j-dub last year saying that j-dub would eventually be an a all-star or was going to be an all-star talent and he kind of followed up on that and said uh, he confirmed – oh, wait, let's see. Uh, go ahead and buy your stock in Case and Wallace right now. So he doubled down on you know the J-Dub talk and said, so I was right last time. He kind of made like a funny joke about that. And uh, But Case and Wallace, like buy your stock right now. That's the next guy you guys need to be watching. So he was right about J-Dub this time last year. Love He's it. doubling down on That's Case cool. and Wallace this year. I love it. Any other – Thunder Media Day thoughts before we do like a five minute around the association, just because there's some stuff we have to talk about. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I, I the only other thing was like Jack White. I was honestly kind of surprised. Like he came in. I mean, he was great with the media. Josh Giddy told us that he was going. We were going to love him, uh, and we did. He he again another very well thought out answers and did a really good job. Uh, it was interesting though. You know, he he talked about. You know, uh, Nick actually asked him a question we came up with last night about. Uh, what he can, what he took from his time with the Nuggets, the an NBA Finals, or sorry, an NBA Championship team, how he can, you know, what he took from that, how he can implement that further in his career, and talked a little bit about that. He talked about his negotiations with the Thunder this offseason. Provided some really good insight. Uh, but I'm just going to be honest, like not a player who's expecting to get cut heading into this NBA, uh, this uh, training camp. Sorry, almost said media day. So it, just something to keep an eye on. Like he's very confident. He talked a lot about being like a, I think he used J well specifically, but it reminded me of like Kendrick Williams making the extra play, the extra winning play. All that being said, uh, great with the media, which I really enjoyed, but also just a player to keep an eye on. He's, he's confident in what he brings to the table. And I'm really curious to kind of see how this training camp plays out. Other than that, I think we did a good job of covering it all. I have to add one thing on Jack White. Did you guys see this stuff OKC Thunder posted on, I think, Insta, where it was like, 
the first day of school looking mm-hmm. photos of the players and it was like where are you from and your favorite food and favorite tv show and favorite musician so like did jack at, white say jack white no but i oh, wish that would be he did get asked about that it was funny um, but half the team by the way said drake at least mm-hmm. half the yes team. Half uh, the team's from canada yeah jack that's White's true says dave do we think this is little Dickie Dave or Dave Matthews Dave? What kind of Jack oh, White are we working with here? That or, might, a, or a third Dave? I'm, I'm, I'm almost wondering going, a I'm third. Going, I'm going third unknown Dave. Like his, yeah, just his homeboy back at university <laughs> who plays like his acoustic guitar, Dave. Yeah. I'll go with the secret third option also. Wow. Bunch of cowards. I'm going to have to I go hope, on Spotify I hope it's and see because that'd be incredible. That would be yeah. funny. Um, Hey, Shay said his favorite TV show, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. My man. My okay, man. Dave is My an man. artist. Uh, let's see if this will load here. Thank you for that, Taylor. Discovered <laughs> <laughs> that. And that's the insight we're looking for. He is, uh, yeah, sorry, that was a not well informed thought. Uh, <laughs> popped up on Spotify immediately, though, right under Dave Matthews Band. So I think this is oh. probably what we're going for, but Spotify does not want to work. So, anyways, A Smoot says Dave is a rapper from England. There you go. Ah, there it is. Option C it is. I love it. Shows what I um, Speaking of music, Jimmy Butler. Ball Out Boy? Ball Out Boy was so good. Backboard Confessional? <laughs> Jimmy Heat World? <laughs> 24 Seconds to Mars? Uh. <laughs> Tonight I- will be the night. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Somebody, oh, I wish we had Dan on because Dan's like my my Blink One Eighty Two buddy. Yes. Yeah. Somebody, somebody tweeted and said Jimmy after Dame went to Milwaukee. Where are you? <laughs> I, dude, I love it so much. But there will one hundred percent be a Woj tweet at some point before next media day talking about Adam Silver implementing new like media day protocol for all players because Jimmy Butler this is two years in a row that Jimmy's is wreaking everybody. havoc on every broadcast <laughs> from here on out. He he had that interview with was it ESPN or uh, Worldwide WAP tweeted out and he's yeah. like talking about his emo phase it, NBA TV and like midway through it's like a uh, what was it? Bucks tampered. <laughs> Just amazing. Some hot mic. <laughs> oh my so gosh, good. there it is. Someone pulled it up. <laughs> Dude, somebody tweeted um the picture of Andre 3000 in the Hey Yeah video. Yes. Oh my god, I <laughs> lost my mind. Uh, that's so good. Uh, it's really good. I love it so much. Jimmy aside, other NBA wide media day uh things that were interesting i don't know if you're wanting to pivot to serious topics but i saw a tiktok that was it said this is what it feels like to play my career on 2k and it was austin reeves walking into the set between lebron and anthony davis okay (laughs) like yeah i saw the the picture like that's austin reeves is between ad and lebron they were like the lakers big three yeah as a sooners fan i i love austin so much but man i just like how did we get here one of these things does not belong (laughs) well for staying on the unserious side um 
Gotta shout out my man Steve-O. Yes. Oh, quote of the gosh. day. Quote Hilarious. of the day. You brought a lot. Can can we get that? The audio is out there, isn't it? I think oh, I retweeted boy. it. Let's get a You're really pushing the limits of he our is. multimedia broadcast tonight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe we won't do it. But somebody mentioned to Steve-O because he's not a good free throw shooter. Somebody said there's there's a this Korean player, whatever his name is, who banks in his free throws. Is that something you've considered? Steve-O said, I've done that before, not intentionally. Then he said, you said he's Korean? The lady said, yeah. North or South? Here it is. If you guys silence, just silence. Just Incredible. Silence. Do you guys want me to play it or no? Uh, well, let's just let's just move on because we're already at an hour fifteen. Uh, <laughs> the video was fantastic, though. I I died. no no Harden in Philly didn't show up. No, apparently he's Stalker. out at parties holding having people hold up signs that say Daryl Morey's a liar. <laughs> Very um, on brand. I think the. I think best vibes of the day probably goes to the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. They finally got an optimistic quote from Giannis. From after, Giannis, uh, yeah. Dame summer. out there, like, yeah. just talking it up. Okay, um, Dame, I think, like, the throwing shots at uh, the Blazers, he, he's going up for the picture with him, Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. Man, I've never had a picture like this before. It's like, oof. Tough. Andrew, Man. it hurt. Yeah, I love uh, Devin Booker taking his picks and Chuck Taylor's. That was that, awesome. That's awesome. An elite yeah. moment. Um, I think worst vibes of the day probably go to the Raptors. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, their season ended. Some of the quotes Masai had were just like, yeah. wow. Like already talking about selfish players. Like that's a lot of selfish talk. Scott, right, mentioning GM. it. Yeah, the GM basically said, have you, why hasn't there been extension talks with Siakam? And he said, see the way he played last year? He's selfish. Maybe whenever they play better, we'll talk extension. I was just like, man, you're airing out the laundry like to everyone on media day. Holy smokes. Like that stuff you keep in house, man. Right. Right. So uh, not the best vibes up in Toronto. I wouldn't be surprised if we get, we've said this for years now, but (laughs) this is like the last trade deadline they have to move those guys before you're just letting them walk and if i'm pascal siakam like why do i want to stay after what just happened today like correct it seems like there's like some hard feelings probably why that was said from Masai. i i would i would think i i think he probably has a good feeling on where uh siakam stands with the the Raptors, yeah. which probably is the real answer as to why an extension has not been given, but that's just speculation. You'd think they'd trade him then, but what do I know? Uh, Silva, I think it's time. Time to play the rest of the answers that we have queued up. Let's go. <laughs> Good grief. Part hey, two. Thank, you. thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Thunder basketball, I think today marks. We're back, boys. We are back. We'll be here Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central Time. Make sure to join the live stream. We'll have all sorts of intel and quotes from training camp. Sunday, make it out to FanFest. Go to okcthunder.com slash FanFest to get your tickets. 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. outside the Paycom Center. It's going to be a blast. We will be potting after that, 9 p.m. Central Time, right here on YouTube as always. And then a week from tonight... You're going to want to tune in because we will be talking 
about a basketball game that has occurred between the Thunder and the San Antonio Spurs. Our first look at Chet Holmgren with the OKC Thunder. Can't wait. We'll be back Wednesday, you guys. Have a great beginning of the week. We'll talk to you soon. Until then, as always, Thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.